Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Building a Bridge. My name is Jesse Brizendine. My name is Jared Countess, and our mission is to empower people to use their voice to build a bridge beyond race relations, creating unity and understanding, effectively raising the collective consciousness of humanity. I want to expand on that, man. I think we're growing beyond race relations, by the way. I think we're, I think we're just talking about pure human relations and how do we you know, build bridges beyond all human types of relations, rich, poor, black, white, Asian, Hispanic, all of that stuff and uh, create unity and understanding. Can we change it? Can we, or is it too late? Yeah, dude, run with it. Go for it. <laughs> I, I think that's, I think that's, yeah, I think run with it. I, I, I love hearing that. That's awesome. What are we gonna What are we gonna talk about today? You always get to ask that question, but <laughs> yeah, well, we're gonna talk about. Saying, now I'm all thrown. I threw my rhythm up. <laughs> today we're gonna talk about what has been going on in Wall Street this week, and Jared made a really powerful point to me while we were doing our pre gaming about how it is so reflective of all of many of the other movements we've seen coming up over the years, especially like Black Lives Matter, because ultimately what it is, it's a demonstration in many ways of people who have felt held back, oppressed, marginalized, whatever term we want to use by a certain group of people. And they found a, an in and they're going for it. Yeah, they found a way to fight back. Yeah. They fight the system that is Wall Street, the system that is people with trillions that manage billions and billions of dollars and come together to manage trillions of dollars to move, manipulate stocks and, you know, basically rape the little guy. Right. And, um, you know, it's, it's like what the banking system really created the housing crash of 2008, right. 2007, 2008. We know that, right. We know that they were investing in funds and falsely raising the value of funds, right? That that were that weren't fundamentally sound, right? And that's what created that's what created the market crash, right? It is 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 that they had, you know, they were investing in, in home loans that they knew when the home loans came to bear, people wouldn't be able to cover. They mm -hmm. knew it, right? And so. And 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 in the in the in the banking industry, put billions upon billions. I think they probably put trillions of dollars into that into those funds, and and it made them look what they call triple A rated when they shouldn't have been triple A rated, <laughs> because <laughs> because if I make sixty thousand dollars a year, I shouldn't be able to have you know two or three right. And this was part of what was going on you know, um, homes worth, you know, half a million dollars or more. Is that, you know what I mean? And that's yeah. what was really going on is that people were buying properties, buying rental properties, flipping houses left and right. And they did not have, they did not have the income to cover the nut if everything came to bear. Right. And they were giving out loans to people. I mean, they, they had to, they had to, they, that's what they were giving out loans to those people. And it, and it looked like a triple A rated loan and it was not right. And, and so all of it came to bear and the whole system crashed and, you know, the, the big bankers created that issue. And so now people are like, well, we can band together and we can create it and we can rape the system. And that's, if you guys don't know, 
That's what's going on in Wall Street. As perfect example, GameStop, who is basically bankrupt. They have to file <laughs> bankruptcy. They just got a $900 million loan. That's crazy, right? They just got a $900 million loan, right? To try to stay afloat, right? Their stock is now valued at 330 something million dollars. So you have a company that got a $9 million loan, which according to their stock is valued over, the company's valued over $50 billion. Like, you know what I mean? I, like that's hmm. it's a little bit fraudulent, but people are making money. The little guy. So yeah. what, how do you feel about it, man? How do you, how do you feel about the little guy fighting against the big banks? Yeah. So uh, you know, just to give some context too, for folks who aren't uh, overly familiar with what's happening. And, and I want to start with a, a disclaimer is that I am nowhere near a financial expert willing to begin to under begin to pretend I understand most of what's happening. But I also want to make clear because I feel ethically I should that I have invested some money in all the craziness that's going on too. So what I'm going to say, I don't want to influence anybody's decision, but I just want to be transparent with that. Obviously there is with 2020 lots of, there was a massive crash of the stock market in what February through March, it bottomed out around March 19th. And we saw something like over a third of the value of the stock market disappear as everything started to shut down with the coronavirus COVID-19. And then you would see, you saw you know, big companies like the airline industries that had basically their business volume wiped out overnight. And they went from, I think United was up to like 109, $130 a share and it dropped down to its lowest and maybe $19 a share. Retail stores really took a hit in many capacities and GameStop was one of those. It's traditional business model was it goes and sets up shops in a mall and people would go to those stores and buy video games from there. Obviously technology's evolved quite a bit. Now we have Amazon, Walmart that we buy from, from. And as Jared was saying earlier on, when his son gets video games now, he rarely even gets a cartridge because everything's a digital download. So GameStop's model was already in trouble to begin with. So what happened was some of these firms, this is just my interpretation of it. They essentially, there's an, I, there's this thing that you can do in wall street lingo where you can basically bet that a stock is going to tank. It's going to go lower and you're basically betting on the company going out of business. And if they go out of business, then you make money on them going out of business. And the way they do that is they're not necessarily putting their money into the bet they're borrowing stocks from somebody else to say that I'm going to bet on this going out of business. And then when they go out of business, they get paid and then they pay back the stock. But what can happen is if for some reason that doesn't go out of business, it creates what's called a squeeze or the possibility of a squeeze where then the stock goes up and now they're on the hook for having to pay back the stock that they borrowed plus cover the, that went, what went up. So companies do this all the time. They bet on these and you have analysts and really smart people who this is just basically their job is analyzing the books, analyzing the numbers. Well, you also have the internet now and you have massive online communities. And one of those communities is Reddit. And on Reddit, there's a, there's a popular thread or forum. I'm not sure which, but it's called Wall Street Bets, I think. And there's a, people in there who are traders, internet people, you know, just normal everyday people. They get on there and they're looking at ways to try to earn money. And I think a lot of people who have been unemployed, out of work, had their lives disrupted this last year, have looked to 
day trading, which is basically, you know, you're making an investment that day and you're investing them every day. You're doing short-term trades as a way to supplement their income. Well, that creates a lot of conversation and a lot of community. Communities are formed just like our community here. And through that community formation, you had people talking about GameStop as a possible long-term play and that these guys were shorted on it. And if they were to, people were to invest collectively, then they would be able to capitalize on it, basically game the system, right? They could go against these, you know, think about David and Goliath. And then you could have this whole group of Davids could come together and, and go take on the Goliath. Well, they did. And what ended up happening was the stock over the last two months has gone from a few dollars a share to 10 to 20 to 40 something and to 80 something. And then this week it's gone up as high as 450 a share. Now it's been, it's super volatile and volatility means it's, you have this fluctuation. It's basically like a, like a yo-yo like this. And it's gone. I, I mean, I was looking at it yesterday and it literally fluctuated $150 a share within 10 minutes. I, going up and down, back and forth. It was crazy. So the GameStop is one of those stocks and there's a few of these other ones happening. And all of this is basically this rallying cry for all the Davids to hold and take on the Goliath. And what's really, really fascinating about it is they have been using the internet and Reddit, Twitter, other, mod other forms of communication to keep encouraging people because now what you see is this, this fight from Wall Street of trying to shut down their trading ability, putting out all sorts of stories on the news to get people afraid, to get them to try to sell off and to get to block opportunities. I mean, it was crazy yesterday. Like some of the trading platforms were literally blocking people from buying these stocks. And what you end up finding out is some of the firms that have the, the money bet on these companies going out of business are the ones that are also backing the financial apps that people use to trade the stocks on. So then there was this huge thing yesterday that was just even furthering the war cry because people were saying, well, here we are, here's the example. Not only now are we doing it, but they're trying to doubly screw us because we're actually getting this opportunity. We're actually making some money on it. And people are made, I mean, some people are making a little, some people have made a lot and they're trying to shut us down and keep us from doing it. And I was sharing with Jared this one story that was quite interesting. So there is a guy, and I think it speaks maybe powerfully to the movement of why so many people are so passionate about this right now. He had posted and said that, listen, I just, I, I don't care about the money. Like I've been poor my whole life. I had a, a messed up childhood. I grew up poor, only scraping by. I've worked, you know, remedial jobs my whole life, 60 hours a week always just trying to put it together. He said, I've never had much. I've been able to scrape by, always had enough to get by. He said, I've been broke and almost homeless so many times I can't count. He said, I took all the money I had saved over the last couple of years and put it into GameStop. And he said, there's no way I'm selling. He said, I know, I, I know what it's like to be broke. I've been broke my whole time. I don't care about the money. What I care about is getting a win for once. What I care about is, is being able to get one up on what I feel like on a system that seems like it's always held me down. And I was like, and I sat there for a minute with it and I was like, wow, you know, I think this is the rallying cry of a lot of people. There's obviously some super smart, super intelligent people and they're spearheading and doing the math. But what they've done is they've also taken this emotional surge in people and, and really have, have capitalized that and pushed it. And so now people are out there just pushing it. And it is literally like, it's been 
exhilarating watching it because I was talking to my friend about this the other day. What you really have coming down is you have a whole bunch of strangers that do not know each other, do not see each other theoretically, but they are trusting in one another and uniting over a common cause, which is they believe that Goliath has been holding him back. So we're going to stick it to him. And I think it speaks beautifully to what's possible of humanity. I think our generation is in a really unique position right now where we're not tasked with dealing with wars, dealing with famines. Our greatest challenge is learning how to get along and respect one another. And this just shows that what we are capable of and how, what incredible things we're capable of doing if we band together and if we work together instead of against one another. You know, there's some movie and I don't remember what it is, but it's either that we will, I think it was Remember the Titans and said, you'll either, you'll either, you know, win as a team or you'll lose as a team, but either way, you're going to be a team. And I, I love that movie for so many reasons. And it's really reflective. I think what's happening now is like these, these are all people probably have different belief systems, different skin color, different religious beliefs, different political affiliations, but they all came together for this one thing. And they are literally taking on some of the biggest firms in wall street and they're winning right now now long-term repercussions of that is that going to be a good thing i don't know i really don't know but i i have to say that whatever happens in the long term i, I don't understand it all enough to even begin to pretend to understand what could happen but what i think in the short term it's deeply inspiring is it speaks to the potential that we all have it speaks to the potential that we have if we were to build a bridge and really work together. And if it's like, if we could now harness that energy and work towards a common good amongst all of us, right. And, and really try to understand where each other is coming from, you know, gosh, you guys, it's, it's, it's really is to infinity and beyond. <laughs> so, um, you know, that was super passionate and I, I'm, I'm gonna, so I am, you know, before listening to you, I can't lie, man. I was on the, or I still am, right? I am, I am partially on the other side of this, right? So I, I feel like it's greed fighting greed, right? And so I listened, I listened to that that quote, and I, I feel that guy, and I and I understand the fight, and the fight needs to happen, right? This is potentially after this this is just like what we talked about after this bit of turmoil this bit of distress right it can change the system right and that's what people were saying and mark cuban was on a uh on a uh talk show the other day he was on cnbc and he was talking about you know it's great i think it's great and blah 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 blah, blah. and you could see like the reporter that was talking to him like what do you mean it's great this is horrible right like how you know what i mean because Truth be told, right, they're, like, we talked about it, that Melvin Capital, right? They're seven, they're already seven billion in a hole. Now, after today, and the people keep pushing, if he's, if they have as many options, it, it, and it's options to buy that people are, are buying stock from. Basically, it's like, I'm betting on a stock to lose. I'm going to give, you have, you know, um, you know, $10,000 or $1,000 worth of stock at this price. I'm gonna give you, uh, I'm I'm gonna give you a hundred dollars or whatever to bet that the stock never hits this price. If this 
happens and the stock never hits this price in this amount of time, you're going to pay me the difference on the, on that value of stock. Right. So I'm, I'm going to print money basically. Right. And if it doesn't, if it doesn't get there, but if it gets there, then I have to buy all the stock from you at that price. So then you gain, right. And so we're kind of betting against each other. Right. And so what ends, what ends up happening and there's a time limit on it. Right. <laughs> right. And um, so these guys that, you know, these, they're losing billions upon billions of dollars in it, but they manage other people's money. Right. And so, and they manage, you know, hedge funds. That's why I told you operate kind of independently. Right. So they're, they're not consulting their people about the bets that they're making. Right. So my issue is you're going to drive, you know, people to zero <laughs> who, who um, even though they, they, they knew that the people that they were in bed with were sharks Right. They knew that they were fucking raping the system, <laughs> but um, and they were taking advantage of it because you got to have a certain amount of money to invest in a hedge fund. You know, what I mean, most hedge funds don't even look at your portfolio unless it's a, above a billion plus. Right. And, um, you know, so you got to have a certain amount. But some of those a billion plus things that they're managing are pensions. Right. They're firefighters pensions. They're police officers pensions. They're large the pensions and, and retirement funds for large corporations right with thousands of workers and so those workers retirement funds are like the ones that are in like a melvin capital right and um you know it's 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 really that part of it is like i said to me it's greed versus greed it's like well you've been stepping on me all this time i'm gonna fucking pow i'm gonna put it to the man right and like people don't see it this way but in a financial terms right they're burning down Minneapolis. Hmm. In the financial terms, you're burning the city down. Does that make any kind of sense? Yeah. Because that's what those large hit funds are. They are the infrastructure, right? These large hit funds and brokerage funds are the infrastructure of our financial system. And you're burning down the building. Now, does shit need to change? Absolutely. It's probably the only way you're going to get it to change to burn the fucking building down. Probably so. <laughs> right? you know, Jared, what was... the, that's the conundrum. That's the, that's the piece that I look at because if you guys don't know, I do have some financial knowledge. Like I was going to go to the stock market. I was going to go to, to Wall Street coming out of college as a math major. But as I learned the game and understood it better, I was like, I don't want to be a fucking part of that. I could have made millions. I, I promise you guys, like I could have made millions of dollars. There's, I had so many options, but I was like, I can't, I can't be, I can't be, a, I can't knowingly know what this does to people and do it. Does that make any kind of sense? Yeah. And I was talking to my friends on wall street about it. And, you know, when I had two friends tell me that worked on wall street as analysts and or one analyst, one trader, right. And I asked them, I was like working my day trading at the time, plan and stuff like that. I was like, what do you think about this model and the structure and blah, 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 blah. It was like, it looks good, sounds good. I don't trade stocks. Why don't they trade stocks? Because they work for large brokerage firms. And when I'm working for a, a pretty good sized hedge fund, right? That manipulate the market. And so they know that as a small guy, right? All you can do is hope to ride a ride. Whereas they were working with the people who were pushing the fucking train. Does that make any kind of sense? And so they saw how the train gets pushed. 
and they saw how sometimes people bet against companies or drive prices down or drive prices up. And they're like, I wouldn't do it because they were in the game. You know, it's interesting observing this the last 48 hours. And I think none of us in the group would dismiss the fact that our elected officials seem to struggle to agree with one another if they're on opposite sides of a political party line, especially as of late. I think that we all, there's, there's prominent figures on either side too that we've performed strong opinions about depending on what side that we're on. And what was, again, deeply inspiring about this as a rallying cry, or at least something of the potential that's in us, is AOC had yeah. written a long thing. And then Ted Cruz agreed with her. And then <laughs> after that, Ja Rule, who most of the advice that he has given me throughout my life was to back that ass up, was on there telling me to hold the line and to not give in and not sell. And I thought, wow, you know, how fascinating that you have these three people that seem like they'd be so different. I mean, I don't know if any of us have ever used the term AOC, Ted Cruz agree in the same <laughs> sense, but yeah, it was, it was happening. Right. And it was just, and then, I mean, <laughs> and then have Ja Rule on there giving the inspirational pep talk to stay, stay with it and, and being one of the generals in the rallying cry who, who literally I can recall his, his voice on a Friday, Saturday night, in the club saying back that ass up back that ass up <laughs> i actually have a really funny memory with his song playing in the background but we'll save that for another time and it is it's, it gets to this point of like so this is one of those things that is it speaking to that human piece that bigger piece that goes beyond party lines political affiliations all these is there is there a human element in it where people want the davids to win thinking short term, but I, I'm hearing what Jared's saying too. And, and that's something we have to consider because obviously like the GameStop model, it's, it's not sustainable probably as a business. It's, it's, you just, you can't, if you're, if your business has always been selling this stuff and now people can just download it directly from the company who makes a digital version of it. it so what happens after this? I mean, obviously people are trying to figure out when the, when the hiding high point of it all is, and then they're going to sell it and it's going to drop quick. And then what happens? I, I don't know. It, it's kind of like what happens when you burn Minneapolis down and you you have to pick up the pieces afterwards. What do you build in the place? And that I think becomes tricky business because are you having it being really built by people who are pissed off and angry? You haven't been rebuilt by people who are being really considerate and caring and thoughtful about what needs to be built in its place? Or is it a mix of the two? Or is it none of the above or all the above? I don't know. Like this is, this is such uncharted territory for me and I don't understand the, the financial piece of it enough, but I do think again, from the human perspective of it, it is an example of what can be possible for us if we find a common thread and we hold on to that and we're willing to put aside all the other stuff into what Jared was saying at the beginning about really the consciousness piece revolving around race relations. Here's an example of it in real time political sides, rappers, you know, Mark Cuban, who owns the Mavericks, people who are poor, rich, all these people are coming together to in like this crusade or whatever we want to call it of it. And if we could just capture that and realize that if we all found something that we believe in that is meaningful 
And this is to the point that Jared and I hit home almost every week is when we have these conversations about the people who are raiding the Capitol or whatever it is, is that recognizing that there is a humanness in all of us and that if we were to focus on that human piece more than we focus on what political side they're on or the behaviors, we'd be able to grow together. And that's where the real bridge building happens. You know, it's, it's, I, I watched the Night Stalker documentary on, on Richard Ramirez, who was a serial killer in California in the 80s. Recently, it's on Netflix right now. Horrific stuff. Horrible, horrible, awful stuff he did. He did the most horrible, horrific stuff. And if you knew nothing about him other than what he did, we would call him a monster or a horrible human being, evil. But then once you hear his backstory about how him being sexually abused as a child, being subjected to seeing images of, of rape and torture and brutality when he was a kid from his, his one parental figure, <laughs> all these kinds of things, you have some compassion for that little boy. And then while we won't agree with his behavior, we can start to at least understand what led to the behavior. And if we can start to understand what led to the behavior, then what we can start to do is not necessarily change what Richard Ramirez did. It's that we can as evolve as a society to find the Richard Ramirez's out there and do what we need to do to keep that from happening again. You know, and that's, I think, for me, at least what bridge building is. You know what, you know what, man, you, you move me, like I said, with those statements, man. And, 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 and the truth of the matter is, um, I think the reason why you have a Mark Cuban and a uh, Ted Cruz and an AOC and then all the millions, I mean, millions of people, guys, if you don't know this, the millions of people who are failing behind this, um, the little low and high is because Wall Street is a different world. Right, and, and it's, it's the foundation of our capitalistic system, but the people on Wall Street, to a certain extent, will decide. They can decide to tank companies, right? They can decide to, to build things up in, in the interest of money. And um, <laughs> regulations need to, need to change. And, 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 and as far as who does it, right, and whether or not it would be kindness and compassion or rage and upset it almost doesn't matter right because whatever structure they build right has to limit um has to limit the ability of the machine to manipulate things just for for gain right you know what i mean it has to whatever they it doesn't so it's it's, it's like uh it's 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 a fight and you know multiple people i think we talked about it before right and even in you know the ape culture even in primate culture right what they've shown the studies have shown is that uh you know the, the ape who rules by the iron fist is almost always has a shorter role and not only say almost always they they, they did has a shorter role and then is ganged up on by a group of other males, mm. right? And he's defeated. And, and it's the male who creates the most bonds, right? And is more giving that has a longer role as head of the, 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 the ape, the troop, the, I don't know what they call an ape tribe, right? <laughs> but, 
but what but what we're finding out right is, is that like wall street's all tied together right like you said like the people who are you know invested in in a robin hood are also invested in those hedge funds you know what i mean it, and this is this is everywhere in business right but it's a lot in the financial institutions all their money is is a lot of interwoven and and the system is is built to serve them and they move it and they control it and then everything but they still depend on individual americans investing like if people don't invest in stocks then the whole system crashes and so now that people are wise to how the system works right and how the system is manipulated better more informed to how the system is manipulated right and now have begun to push back and manipulate it to their benefits then they have to any changes they make whether it's out of anger or whatever spite whatever it has to change to decrease the amount of manipulation mm. decrease the ability to to manipulate and they're going to do it mostly probably out of fear because social media allows for people to band together, right? It, it, social media allowed for people to band together and vote Barack Obama into the office. Social media allowed for people to band together and vote Donald Trump into office. Social media allowed for people to band together and create the Black Lives Matter movement. Social media allowed for people to band together and, and raid the Capitol. Now social media is allowing for people to band together and raid the financial institutions that have, you know, historically, really controlled our country, right? Historically really controlled our, our, our country. And, um, and that's, it's exciting. And, and when I hear you talk about it, cause at first I can't lie, man. Like I said, my first view was greed versus greed and I don't fucking like it, right? <laughs> right, I don't, I don't guys. I, I'm just, I was just telling you guys the truth, man. Like I, that's, that's me. I am, I am an anti-greed person, like to the point, like I said, where there have been multiple opportunities in my life for me to make lots of money based upon raping a system that I understood, that I understood and could have raped it. And I was like, I can't do this, right? From my, my, my turning down of my opportunities to have a political career. And then when I started to understand Wall Street and how that worked, my turning down of my opportunities to get into that. Right, and what it, it was a it was a fear of me becoming someone that I didn't like to see in the mirror. That's what drove it. I'm not gonna lie. It, it was a that was a, a real fear, and so you know I'm not I'm not gonna lie. Like I was tempted. I didn't bet on any of. It. I, I bought I bought five shares of AMC. I could have bought hundreds of shares. All right, <laughs> I bought five shares of AMC. I was like, oh, maybe whatever. Right, and um, and you know and I, but I, I didn't I didn't I didn't. Um, I didn't, I didn't jump in and I'm, and you know, I don't know. I'm just not, don't get me wrong. I play poker, right? I play poker. And so that's, that's also like, you know, I'll, I'll demoralize somebody. I'll crush somebody. <laughs> I will, you know what I mean? I, I will. And, and, and that's, and, and a part of life, a part of business, you have to uh, be willing to, you gotta be, you gotta be willing to win the game if you're going to play it. Does that make any kind of sense? And um, and it's good to hear, you know, somebody say, "I want to win," right? And it's good to hear little people, little people, 
a small guys, right? You know, willing to fight the large institutions and then winning because people are winning, yeah. and that and that feels and that feels good too, right? Even just saying it, it feels good. Um, you know, I have I, I still have mixed emotions about it, but I want to hear what you guys have to say. <laughs> I want to hear what you guys' opinion. I think most people are absolutely behind it. In 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 this, uh, I think most people in the group will be absolutely behind it. Um, I would I'd be interested to hear what Jamie has to say because you know her husband, uh, you know, works in that industry. <laughs> so I don't know if she I, I threw her, I might have threw her under the bus just now, but I'd be interested to hear what the conversations in her household are like um, in terms of this. Um, you know, because you know, hey, hey, it's it's change. It's and it's gonna be. This is, I mean, fuck. We are on another level of humanity, man. We are on another level of humanity. The fact that people can fucking rock Wall Street. I mean, they're fucking rocking Wall Street. If you want to talk about any giant, and that's that is. You talk about fucking electing a different president. That's big, right? But when you can fucking rock the money behind everything, wow, right? That's fucking, that is fucking exciting and huge. And that's a real power to the people thing. So I, I, I it's hard for me to, hard for me to be up fervently against it. I still have mixed emotions, but it's huge. Yeah, it's and having, having mixed emotions is okay. <laughs> yeah, that's the beautiful thing about about bridge building is, is we can have a mixed emotions and we may not know all the answers. We just kind of go and, and make our thoughts. And again, elevating, I think elevating human consciousness is not about knowing all the answers. It's not about having completely aligned emotions. It's just about holding on to that belief that there is a better for humanity and that you're just going to keep marching through the messy parts to get to that. So we are over our 30 minute time allotment. We're committed to trying to keep it at for this week, everybody. And we appreciate you sticking with us. We're curious to hear what your thoughts, your opinions, your observations are with this. And we will see you all next time on another episode of building a bridge. Have a good one.